Hey everybody, welcome into Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers, presented as always by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. Doug Plagans, Jameson Olive here with you, checking in from the road. We can tell you when we're recording this, it's the day between the win over the Red Wings and before the game against the Chicago Blackhawks. We're in Chicago. We're recording you're not this calling in Chicago. it a win yet before the game against the Chicago Blackhawks? Well, I've got to... I've gotta be it's got a short shelf life here because now i'm gonna look really wanna, silly if we don't win that i don't want to i don't want to jinx anything <laughs> either i don't i don't want to be the reason i i i, I don't want to jinx something i'm uh, a, i gotta keep things i'm a habitual jinx. keep it professional yes i, I what jinx we do a lot. here territory talk often you, you i jinx often do you yes do you ever try the the old what is it the reverse jinx where you i think i hit that at one point but then i kept jinx i, I, I circle back around just being a jinx again oh Either way, <laughs> Territory Talk is always presented by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. Recording here from the windy city of Chicago, Doug Plagans, Jamison Olive, Panthers, three out of four points on the trip so far, uh, playing some really good hockey, and I think the win over Detroit, we're going to talk about that. Jamison, we've got some other stuff coming up here on this episode. I had a conversation with Sergey Bobrovsky. We're going to get to that coming up here in a little bit as well. What else do you have on tap for us? Just talking cats, but uh, on that chat with Bob, we don't we don't get a lot of those. We've only had him on yep. the show once. You know, he's he's got a lot going on. He's the busiest man in in the hockey world yes. with his routine. It's hard to get him. So the fact you got him for what was it, six seven minutes? About yeah, about six seven minutes. I'm so excited we'll get, to hear that. Yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna I haven't have a heard chance, it yet. We're gonna have a chance to hear uh, a lot of different things. Covered covered a number of things. Talking about getting getting adjusted to some some new teammates, specifically defensemen, goalies, and defensemen have uh, you know a lot of different ways they communicate mm-hmm. on the ice. So talking about that, how he prepared for the season, we'll cover a lot of it coming up here in just a few moments. So you don't want to miss any of that. Panthers last night at the time of this recording picked up a nice win over Detroit. And Jameson, in looking at that win, Panthers were able to get the empty netter, made it 2 nothing. That's how the game ended. Shut out for Bobrovsky. Congratulations to Alexander Barkov. He takes over sole possession of the top spot on the Panthers' all-time games played list. So congratulations to him, and it's been cool to hear uh, the way his teammates have all rallied around that and, and all the nice things they've had to say also is in terms of being able to celebrate that milestone and share that milestone with him. So that's been really cool. Yeah, but- and I, I got to do the postcard with him the other day, and just, uh, just great to hear you know his thoughts. He's, he really is just the most composed professional of all time, maybe. He's just talking about it. And it, when he does say that, it really does feel like it's been, you know, like blink of an eye, like, you know, from 17 to 28. Um, I believe him. I really do think so. And it was great to hear him talk about his teammates and how he remembers every guy. And, like, I fully believe that. I felt like I feel like if we were just, like, in a hotel lobby and Tom Gilbert showed up, Barky would be like, oh, it's Tom Gilbert. I'm going to go say hi to him. Or, oh, there's Seth Griffin. I'm going to go say hi to him. Uh, he, he knows all these guys. And I, I loved uh, Kulikov's response when I asked him about it the other day. Cooley's got the unique perspective. I was like, Cooley, you know, you knew Barky at the beginning. You know him now. Like, from Game one to game was it six seventy two? Um, like how much you seen him grow? And he said, same exact guy. He came into the league was a great player, still a great player. He's just like the man. So um, Barky's really been that guy from day one. I don't think you've ever seen a professional like him at seventeen, and he's just been the same ever since. So really cool, like you said. And uh, I think all that's left for him now, he's got points, he's got goals, he's got games played. I think assists, he's maybe. 22 away well, from he, right he now. He could have that by the turn of the new year. He'll, so he'll get that this season too. But I think, you know, Barky, I, I think whatever Barky ends up with for games played is probably never going to be broken just because he started so young. And it's, it, For a guy to come in at 17 and then spend their entire career with an organization, that's just really unheard of. So I think whatever that number ends up being will be the number for maybe ever for the Florida Panthers for games played. So it's been exciting to be able to experience that. And the Panthers got a win in that game over a division opponent who has been playing well 
And when I saw that game, Jamison, the way the Panthers won, they took away a lot of the time and space. Didn't let Dylan Lark and Alex Debrinkit, for example, who've been off to great starts this season, didn't let those guys really break free and, and get a chance to run wild in that game. So that was big. The penalty kill was outstanding. Five Sergei Bobrovsky was really good. So if you like penalty killing and goaltending, that was a game <laughs> for you. There was plenty of it. And... But I will, but I will say the shot, like total, low shot totals on both sides, but they didn't do it justice because a lot of shots yep. sailed just wide, hit the post. Like there were a lot better looks than maybe the score sheet. You said it you best when you came on second intermission for after forty on the radio broadcast when you said even for a, a low scoring game where the shot totals weren't off the charts, it was a pretty high event yeah, game. Good there events, was a lot going yeah. on. A lot going on. There it wasn't was, boring by no, any means. No, there was a lot going on. That was one of those games that you look at and you say, who, who says you need 6-5 to five to have an entertaining hockey game? That was that game had no shortage of, of entertaining things happening throughout it. But I also, considering who the Panthers are without right now, no Ekblad, no Montour, obviously. No Sam Bennett for that game. Obviously, he was yep. injured in the Boston game, missed the game in Detroit. So the Panthers still don't have the the full complement of players, but they were able to grind that out on the road, get the win. Paul Maurice was happy with the way his team played. And that was the kind of game that the Panthers really mastered playing last year. Yep. In the run up to making the playoffs and into the playoffs. And I asked Paul Maurice about the way the Panthers banded together, even though they only got the one point in Boston. I asked him before the Detroit game about if the Panthers just have it in their DNA to really play well in the face of adversity. And he said the, the way that they play lends itself to, to being able to play that kind of game and to be able to do that, to be able to come up with a, a big performance, you know, when you're in a, in a tough spot, when you're undermanned, when you have to band together. And that's what they did. And I also saw a team in Detroit that's in transition, much better than they have been in recent yep. years. That's a team that's going to be in the mix whether or not they hang on to a playoff spot all season remains to be seen, but they're going to be playing meaningful games at the end of the year. I can tell you that much. It's a, it's a pretty good hockey team. Obviously, you know, health, all those things, we'll see uh, how it all plays out, but that team has the talent to be uh, in the mix. Th yeah, three more this season against them. They're all going to be tough games. Yeah, that they, team has the talent to be tough. in the mix, but you saw a Panthers team that knows how to play that kind of game and a Red Wings team that maybe – it still has some learning to do in terms of grinding out a game yeah, like that. Yeah, and on that, I think you really do see, even with all the new guys and with the guys missing, you do see the Panthers taking what they learned last year and applying it to the start yeah. of the season. You you can you know draw that straight line and say, okay, you know they're playing like this because the way of they won they that game. Year. That was a game that they mastered being able to play last year. And Stevie, you know, shout out to Stevie Lorenz, territory talk bump, last guy yep. we had on before the episode, um, first goal of the season. That's all it takes. Pucks on net. Sometimes it works out. Um, ended up being the game winner, but he had a great quote after. Like the whole quote was great, but at the end, uh, where he said basically, those are the type of games you learn stuff from. Like those dirty, gritty games that you don't learn stuff from other games. So the Panthers would have walked out there and won six one. They they yeah. would have moved on to Chicago. Yeah, boat race a and team. probably not learned a thing. They just would have said that was awesome, moving on. Like they learned something from that game against the Red Wings that's gonna help them be better later in the season. You know, how composed they stayed, you know, when the game was scoreless for so long, the importance of getting that one goal and then holding on to the lead, uh, getting the empty netter at the end. We've seen a couple times this year they've struggled to get that empty netter. Lundy gets it there. Um, and just, you know, supporting Bob, how the defense was playing, the penalty kill. Power play once again still not where you know it's gonna it needs to be in terms of percentage, but like once again they're getting looks, 
They're getting shots. They're gonna figure it out. Like they're gonna they're gonna be fine on the power play with all the weapons they have. But yeah, overall, I mean, I got a couple individuals I want to talk about. But first, let's get to that interview with Bob because, like you said, you know, big milestone for Barky, but 650 games for Sergey Bobrovsky for a goaltender. It's a lot of games. That's a lot of games. And Bob's maybe this is arguable. I don't know. I think he's pretty much locked in for the Hall of Fame at this point as long as he keeps playing. Um, Two-time Vesna winner. Um, and you talk about continuation. You know, Bob. Playoff Bob and Bob now, like you, you see the line. You, you see him picking up where he left off. You see the composure. So it's it's the team as a whole, but also the individuals. And this conversation actually took place before the Detroit game. So to give so there was no some, jinx. Some by you talking to him. Yeah. So the uh, so I had a chance to catch up with him before the Detroit game. Territory talk is always presented by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. Let's get to the conversation that I had a couple of days back with Panthers goaltender Sergey Bobrovsky. Getting into this season, how's it? Uh, how's everything felt for you individually, team-wise, just coming into the new season here? Yeah, things coming together slowly. You know, I think uh, we got some new pieces. Uh, build the chem- chemistry, you know, build the uh, build the atmosphere, build the attitude in the locker room. So that's that's the all about. So it's uh, it's important to get the points. Uh, we have like here and there, you know, some wins, some losses. Think which is normal, but uh, yeah, we, we, we built. I think we built. We're getting closer to each other. We're getting together. Tomorrow is another challenge for us. And in building chemistry, a couple things on that. A lot of new faces as far as the defensemen go. For the goalies and the defensemen, I know there's a lot that goes into the communication when those guys are coming back to pick up pucks, things like that. How do you build that? What is the quickest way to, to get everybody on the same page? Or is it something that just, just comes with repetition? Yeah, I think it's a process. You know, there is no shortcuts. You know, there is a, everybody has their experience. You know, it's just like as the process goes on, you just, uh, things are open up and you understand each other better. You know, with the, with the games, with the practice, we just have to spend with each other time. And that's, that's pretty much it. And you have a, a new goalie partner as well uh, this season in Anthony Stolarz. How much do you guys bounce things off each other? For example, during during media timeouts in games, uh, you know, if, if somebody notices something, one of you guys, how much do you talk about what's going on in game? Yeah, we, we definitely support each other. You know, I think our position is a big position for the team, you know, and uh, our relationship is also important for the team. So we, we support each other. We, we, we build the relationship. And, yeah, he's, he's a great great guy, great goalie. So I'm, it's a pleasure for me to, to, to be with him. And I know last year's last year, this year's this year. But coming off of last season, how much did the run that you guys made, how much did that really just give you that, that hunger going into the new season here? Yeah, it's 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 definitely give us some uh, some excitements, you know, some uh, some belief, you know, that uh, things they, they believe in the process, believe into each other, and it's it was great experience overall, you know. I'd say even though we lost in the finals, this was we were there, but still, you know that what we went through, what we learned for that for that time, it's, it's, it's such a such a great experience for us. And a couple things on, on that. You mentioned what you learned. You've been around the game a long time, but is there one thing maybe that happened during that run that made a lasting impression, impression on you that, that you probably will carry through your, your day-to-day? It's, it's just the experience, you know. It's just the, the energy that you face, you know, the, the pressure that you're dealing with, the circumstances, you know. It's, it's, it's just like, it's, it's tough to put that in words, you know, what your mind went through. Uh, I think it's, it's just overall, it's just such a, such a, such a uh, 
such a great experience and such a learning experience you know it's 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 definitely opens up new perspective on your career on your on the things you do it's it's and motivates you at the same time so that uh, your your goal your dream was so close and uh, you, you we were there we were we could reach it with the with the hand you know but it's 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 not ours and during that during that run throughout last season the energy around the building everything was just off the charts and this season we've seen a lot of that same excitement with the fans everything like that how much do you feel that and maybe how much uh, buzz have you noticed build from the time you came here to to now for example oh yeah it's definitely it's day and night you know like the atmosphere and the energy what we have and what's what kind of support we have in the like not only on the ring but off the ring too in the city you know and also south florida it's everybody's exciting everybody's following the hockey cheering for hockey and it's 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 great for sure uh, i think uh yeah the, the the new management new coaches building the culture and um, i'm just happy and excited to be part of it and now as you look ahead here you're you're coming up on your 650th game in uh, in the national hockey league do you pay much attention to those those big round numbers as you go or is that something you'll probably look back more on uh, down the road well honestly it's a big number you know like if you think about it, it's it's lots of hockey games you know it's lots of lots of minutes on the on the ice but you know i i approach it always one day at a time and uh it's it's a road it's a journey and yeah, it's you know every season you start all over again, and it doesn't matter what happened before. You have a new opportunity. You know, it's uh, even if it's good things happen, doesn't matter. All bad things happen, you you get another opportunity. And yeah, I'm just focusing on the on the moment right here, right now, enjoying the moment, uh, try to savor this moment, and enjoying the NHL and everything what's surrounding it. As far as your preparation goes throughout a season, or even in the build-up to the season, because it was a kind of a short summer, how's your preparation maybe different, the same now compared to, to when you broke in? I know you're a guy that's really dedicated to the craft, really detail-oriented. Uh, has any of that preparation changed over time, or have you pretty much continued to do the same thing in your preparation? No, it's it's, it's definitely changed uh tremendously you know it's day and night when i was 20 and now it's 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 pretty much completely opposite now at that at that at that point i have to be smart with my energy you know how i use the energy and uh, i have to invest all the time and be smart with my decisions so at this, at this point i already have a good experience you know i know my body well i know the uh, i know my mind I kind of i learn i still learn about my mind but i, I am a little bit have the idea and, uh, and and yeah, it's as far as preparation, it's definitely it's completely different right now. And the position, last thing here, the the game itself just seems to evolve over time, gets faster, shooters get more skilled, things like that. The goaltending position since say 2010, 2011, what are some of the biggest differences you've noticed in the way your your positions evolved? Yeah, as as you mentioned, you know, like the shooter, the the shots gets more accurate. You know, there is like. Lots of times, like when they shoot, it's like, you know, you, you get just a piece of it and you don't know if you have a save or it's like he missed the net. They, they, they're so accurate and uh, if you give the guys a little bit of room and space, they're going to just, they're going to put it, they're going to place the puck right there. And and that's that's demands on the, on the goal is to be also as a sharper, more accurate, you know, with the angle with the patience it's it's also a challenge us to be a better athletes and uh, be be a master our craft sergey thanks for your time thank you so much
Huge thanks to Panthers goaltender Sergei Bobrovsky for taking some time. Their territory talk is always presented by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. And he's just a, a great guy to, to chat with hockey about, talking chat about, with anything a, about. A, a number of different things there. And the thing you, you learn, too, you, when you talk to Sergei Bobrovsky, and I think everybody probably noticed this throughout that playoff run because he was, you know, it, being the you know top star or being one of the top stars for so many of those games during that playoff run last year. He was getting a lot of screen time. Yeah, uh, no, I think he was yeah, getting a lot of face the time. The final number year. ended up being like he was first and goals saved above expected in the playoffs. And the next guy was like 10 below him. He was since like they started tracking that it was the best run anybody yeah, had ever had. He was had. just insane. And the crazy thing about Bob, if we talk, you talk to him after a five Oh win or a five Oh loss and you're getting the exact same thing. Like no player in the NHL turns the page. Like Bob turns the page. The moment the game's over, you know, done moving on. The new routine starts again for the next day, whether it's a practice, whether the game, um, and that's why he's, you know, been so good this long mm-hmm. is because nothing, nothing sticks. Nothing gets to him high or low. Always right there in the middle. Um, and, you know, the defense has been great. Like, big shout-out to the defense, especially with all the new faces. You know, missing Montreal Blood, like you said. Um, but not just the defense. The way the defense is working with Bob in tandem. Everything in the back end. The way with the forwards are playing defense. So, you know, it starts with Bob, but defensively as a whole, I think maybe the biggest surprise for the Panthers is how well they've played in their own end defensively this year so far with everything, like we said, coming into the season. Yeah, the defense has been good. And you talk about uh, Sergei Bobrovsky there and – that's something you pick up with him and something everybody probably saw during a lot of those post-game interviews in the in the playoffs last year. First of all, the, the highs don't get too high. That's uh, that's always been apparent with him. He's very detail-oriented, and you get a real – he's just a student of the game. And, he, and just, the way he, of just the way he appreciates the game. He's just so yeah, he's so detail-oriented and, and, again, just really dedicated to his craft and his preparation and, and everything like that. And it's just a big reason why whenever, he's been elite he, when, so Whenever long. he does hang it up, uh, I, I'm just going to – I'm so interested to see, like, what, like – how like a 45 year old Sergey Rovsky spends his day. Cause he, I feel like he can't turn that routine off. So I'm going to, it's interesting to see where, where's that routine going to be applied to in, in post hockey life. I, I'm really fascinated by that. Like the breakfast routine is probably going to be intense. Making, making, making eggs, pouring the cereal, get, getting the kid ready for school. Like I imagine the regiment at home has got to be intense as well. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be an interesting, uh, interesting thing to monitor. Um, <laughs> We'll be, check in in 10 years. Yes, yes. Uh, Territory Talk will be celebrating its 16th birthday, yes. and uh, and we'll we'll get uh, we'll check in with him. Quickly on Bob now as we get to the individuals, though. You look at the last six starts for him. 4-1-1, 9-25 save percentage. One of the best goaltenders in the NHL during that run. Uh, you throw out that that game against Winnipeg, which I think we can agree is probably the only like ugh, game for the Panthers well, so far. You start the only to... one you're like, yeah, move on from that one. That one wasn't a great one. They and it, the whole game wasn't even bad. It's just the bad was bad enough in that small period of time that the Jets just ran. You away start with to it. look at the whole body of work now. I know it's only nine games. Yeah. It's about a ninth of the season. You, you but know, but you... after they were down, after they lost the first two games of the season, I told a lot of fans check only after ten games. And we're about to do that. And regardless of what happens in Chicago, I'm, I'm pretty happy with these 10 games. You, you got to be. So a couple things on that. Yeah, the Minnesota game, the season opener, nine times out of 10, they're going to win that game, yeah. the way they played that game. The Winnipeg game was the Winnipeg game. But you, if you take out those first two, one of which mm-hmm. on most nights they're going to win if they have a game like that, you take out those first two games and this team's rolling and they're doing you look it without they some they of their horses. The they beat the Leafs. Should have beat the Bruins if not for, you know, Sam Bennett, Sam Bennett getting injured and OEL getting taken out by McAvoy. Like, probably hold on to win that one if those things hadn't happened. Um, so, some great signature wins early on. And when you look at the losses, like I said, the Winnipeg Jets game, like the, the Wild game should have won. 
first game of the season, Wilds home opener. That's going to happen. Winnipeg, that's barn. one of those. That's Winnipeg one of those was that the, 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 the those games happen, but the one that uh, a, a lot of fans were a little upset with, I know, just early, especially because you know they hadn't gone on this run since then. But was the the Canucks game? But now, like maybe the Canucks are pretty good. Is all <laughs> there's something there? Like they have, they, we we knew they had weapons yeah. before. Yeah, you, you got Pedersen, you got Hughes, and you know that a Rick Tockett team. Look back yeah. at those Coyotes teams. Those teams are going to be in games. And it was the Sharks, but obviously they just put up what ten on the Sharks the other night. But like maybe they're going to be a pretty good team all year. And you're going to look back and saying that was just a tough game. But overall, like I said, eight games, nine games so far. I think eight of the nine you can you can be pretty pretty darn proud of. Yeah, and I was this which is, is a, which is a high percentage. And it takes you can me to a, a, a question that maybe I get to with Paul Maurice, uh, maybe for the pre for my pregame show tomorrow, but. At what point, and maybe it's a sliding scale depending on what your team's situation is coming into a season, but everybody likes to throw out the caveat, you know, but it's still early or it's still early, but how about this is happening? When is when is it not early anymore? When do you when do you everybody probably I mean, has I mean, a different everyone, idea? Everyone or a says different Thanksgiving. Definition. Everyone says Thanksgiving, but I think I think midway point. I think I mean in days. some ways you could probably start to make opinions or see trends or see how things are sometime between the ten and twenty game mark, depending on what your team's yeah, situation so, is. So many teams have either won or lost their season based on a half. Like this team was great in the first half, lost it in the second half. So I think just forty one I but all that being game. said, I really like what I've seen from this Panthers group, and they're still without some of their their key horses. Yep. So, and I, I think it's all very encouraging. And on that, we got an update today in Chicago. Sam Bennett considered week to week, but at the same time, you know, Murray said they don't think it's as serious as the first injury. So hopefully, that's only a couple weeks, and he's back in there because we know how important he is. He was, and he was great. Yeah. In that 10, 10 or so minutes that he got in Boston, um, so you know how valuable he is. But regardless. The Panthers, the one area like they're probably the deepest might be center, so at least that's good. I mean, you got uh, Barkoff, you got Lundell, uh, Stenland's three C right now, but Lusty can slide over from the wing, and then Lawrence is a, is a even good without center Sam as well. Bennett. Every line has two guys who can yeah. take draws for you, so that's big. But one thing I want to say too is just it's early. Once again, we've said this before, it's early, but. The scouting job the Panthers did, the pro scouting job, seems to be looking really good right now with the guys they were able to bring in to kind of, like I said, not only weather the storm, but some pieces for the future, some pieces that are just going to be great pieces. And did it all under the cap. Yeah, did it all under the cap. But, I mean, the Panthers are 5-3-1 right now, and that's with the power play at around 12%, with the penalty kill around 72%. Both those numbers, those are anomalies. They're both going to be better. So... To be to have that record and to have the wins they have with their special teams not being where they're going to... We know they're going to be even better, but Kevin Stenlin, who I just mentioned... What a great pickup Kevin Stenland's been. I mean, he, he, whether it's the third line, the fourth line, maybe one of the top penalty killers in the league. He's been 54, 55% taking draws. He's been really good. So I have that 56.7% in the faceoff circle, gets all the clutch clears, um, really, really good player. Already has uh, was it two goals for, for Stenny. Yeah, he's got the empty there. So he had two goals for Stenland already. Um, so just uh, really fitting in the bottom six and obviously on the penalty kill, been really strong as well. So a great pickup there. Nico Mikola, he's he's one of the few guys that got the multi-year deal. Was it three years for Nico? Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, you, you, the Radko Gudis replacement in terms of what you you expect from him. Leads the team in block shots. Big guy, physical. Him and Cooley have been great together. I think as a pair, maybe they're a plus five or six, which is great. But the crazy thing is, like the, the Panthers are bringing the offense out of him too. He's not an offensive guy, but you come here to play for the Panthers, and it, they they bring it out of you with their play style. I mean, right now, um, I think he's on a three-game point streak. He's got four points in nine games this season. Last season. Six points in 81 games. So I don't think he's going to go cold and not surpass it. I think he's definitely going to surpass his total from could, last year. He could pass last year's total uh, by about a week from now. Maybe tomorrow. Who knows? Yeah. Two assists. We'll see. But uh, quickly before I go on, I, I did ask uh, Paul Maurice about Nico today, and he, w- he was pretty excited about it. So I just want to play that audio real quick. 
Nice little point streak as well. How impressive is he? On a roll. Yeah, how quickly he's adapted to what you guys do back there, though. It seems like he's really I think I think the, uh, there's two areas for credit there. One is him, but the other is the pro scouting staff understanding that this guy would play exceptionally well in our system. So it's, it, it's in so many ways tailored. He's a big man that can cover ice and close gaps. So I, I believe that after the first week in camp, we, we, will, we will see his best hockey. He's going to continue to develop. The offensive side of the game is a bonus, but you have to be in the right spots. And it's, it's about kicking pucks into, toward the net, driving pucks up the ice, and not being in your own end, right? So that's the byproduct of him being really strong defensively. So you hear from Paul there, like I said, he's on a run. He's he's on a roll here, Nico. Um, and I agree with him. You know, he says, you know, Nico's gonna the scouts identified him and they knew that he, you know, his best hockey of his career is gonna come here with the Florida Panthers. And it's not just him. A lot of players can say that's happened to them or is gonna happen to them. The Panthers just seem to really know who they are currently in terms of their play style and know exactly the players are gonna come in and fit in. And we've seen that with the guys they brought in so far. But Last guy I want to talk about, we haven't talked about yet on the, uh, on the show too much, but um, the guy that's been here, a guy we all know well, Sam Reinhart, um, off to a really great start, best start of his career. So I went back and looked at the numbers here real quick. Obviously got one of the stars of the week last month um, in the NHL, but eight goals in eight games in October. And he, you, know, you talk to him about that. He says, you know, he's, traditionally that's not what he does. He, he heats up late. One of the best goal scorers in the league the last couple of years. Always, you, you can pencil him in for 30 goals easily. He's been great in the playoffs, but October's really never been his month. He kind of takes a little bit to warm up. Uh, so I went back and looked at the numbers. Prior to the season, 12 goals in 83 career October games. So definitely what he's doing now is not what he usually does in October. So the fact that you're getting a hot Sam Reinhart now bodes really well for the future. And it's not just that he individually is playing so well, but the fact that he's playing so well with Barkov. The Panthers have mm-hmm. tried that multiple seasons just never really clicked, didn't really work. This season, it's working really well. Barky, elite player, one of the best two-way players in the game, as always. All the numbers are there. Um, but is Everon Rodriguez the missing piece? I don't know. I don't know if it's those two guys individually. Maybe it's the, the trio of them. But Erod as well, been fantastic. One of the Panthers' top scorers. And right now, I went and looked at the numbers. When he's been on the ice at 5-on-5, five five, the Panthers are leading 8 nothing. That's Evan Rodriguez. So... I don't know if it's the combo or whatever, but it's really working this season. The Erod, Reinhardt, Barkov line, but in particular, Sam Reinhardt, off to a great start. And once again, that's what the Panthers not converting on the power play as much as they likely should. And the chances have been there. The expected goals are there. That's gonna The pendulum's going to swing back the other way, and they're going to start falling. But if those start falling for Sam as well, like 40 goals for Sam Reinhardt this season, maybe? Not out of the realm of uh, a possibility at this point. He's been able to get 30 pretty routinely, so I don't think 40 Yeah, thir- 30 is, for him is at this point is just that's a given. I don't think that 40, especially given the hot start, is anything that's out of the realm of possibility. Now, I think looking at the chemistry that he and Barkov have, have built this season, maybe no better example than the second goal the Panthers scored in Boston back on Monday. Remember, Barkov stole the puck off the stick of Matthew Patra behind the and net. And that was one of my I, favorite plays. And I thought that was a prime example of the the Selkie winner going in there against a 19-year-old. and just Who, who did not saw, expect it at all. No, and you just saw, okay, the guy who's been one of the best two-way players in the league and the guy who's nine games into his NHL career who looks like he's going to be a heck of yeah. a player, I'll tell you that much. But Barkov used his experience yes. there and just said, okay, I'll be taking that, thanks. And 
without even looking, knew that Sam was going to be right out in front. And you saw Sam Reinhardt go right to the correct yep. spot, which is what Sam Reinhardt does. You talk to anybody, and the first thing anybody says about Sam Reinhardt is his hockey, his hockey IQ is off the charts. Got right to the right to where he needed to be. Barkov put it onto his stick. I don't even think that that uh, Sasha ever took a look to know that Bar- that Reinhardt was going to be there. It was just a perfect display of chemistry between those two and the role that they've been on. And Sam was there to cash in. I thought that was a great play back on Monday. Yeah, it really was. And also, you look at his complete game as well. He's also become a great penalty killer for the Panthers. Him and Barkov have some great chemistry there. So just. This might be Sam Reinhardt's season. He's had a, gr- a lot of great seasons here, but we might look back and say, oh, that was like the big Sam Reinhardt season, um, which is crazy because he's had or- so many big seasons already that it really is going to take something for us to say that, but he's off to a great start here. It's exciting to see where we are you know, a couple months from now in terms of Sam Reinhardt's numbers, but Doug, big games coming up. Like you said, Chicago tomorrow. Um, yeah, the schedule really picks up. 8 p.m. Eastern, and for some reason, uh, a one-game one, ho- one game homestand. You guys have talked about this. The schedule makers had some fun with this It one. would have been nice to just go right to Washington and yeah, play that Yeah, but game. instead, we're coming back. home for one against the uh, the Blue Jackets. That's Monday at 7 p.m. That's Barkov bobblehead night. So come at first 10K, I believe, through the doors, gets a Barkov bobblehead. you got to get one. It's one of three. There's a mini bobblehead series this year. It's Barky, Chuck, Yannick, Blad. You can't just get one. you got to get all three. So make sure you're there for the first one. But then, like you said, we go to Washington, 7.30 p.m. on Wednesday, nationally televised game, first one of the year for the Cats. So that's going to be a big one. And then we come back home for two more games. Um, We have Carolina, 7 p.m. on Friday at home, and then Chicago, 1 p.m. matinee on Sunday. So season series for the Blackhawks getting out of the way quick. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be done in a hurry. Two teams that don't see each other all that often will get our first chance to see. Which is actually probably better for the Cats because the, they're not going to see Bedard later in the season when he's had When he's more comfortable. When he's more comfortable. We're, we're, we're Hopefully we're getting an uncomfortable Connor Bedard here for two games. Yeah, we'll get... And it's going to be exciting to see it's him. Be, yeah. and, and Paul Maurice even mentioned it as much. Uh, you know, he's always excited to see these top young players come in and it's you look at a guy like Connor Bedard he's he's scoring some goals early it's a team that's still going to be in transition when it's all said and done I, I don't you know it would take it would take a lot in the central division for the Chicago Blackhawks to make a run to to grab a playoff spot now but um, you know their rebuild is going to be sped up pretty quickly I think he's the real deal and uh, and I think in the in the long run he's going to be a really special player already is a really special player I know I'm excited to see him on the ice for the first time and the, and the Panthers are looking forward to the challenge of uh, of keeping him at bay so that's going to be it for this edition of Territory Talk the official podcast of the Panthers presented as always by Baptist Health the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers as Jameson mentioned uh, we'll have the game against Chicago at the time of this recording the Chicago games tomorrow we're recording this on Friday so the Panthers will be in Chicago, 8 Eastern, and then back home to take on the Blue Jackets Monday, 7 o'clock at Amaranth Bank Arena. Quick road trip to the nation's capital, Panthers and the Capitals, Wednesday, 7.30, and then back to Amaranth Bank Arena for a Friday night game against the Carolina Hurricanes. That's going to be a 7 o'clock face-off, and that's going to be a fun one. The Panthers have already seen Boston, they've seen Toronto, and now a chance to play the Carolina Hurricanes, who was uh, I think obviously... I last I checked, Carolina said maybe like 6-5, and five, so they're not... Haven't had the start, start they were looking for. But yeah. that's going to be a great game. It's going to be, and you, but you know they're going to bring it for that game. Yes. Uh, and and I, I think uh, maybe they haven't had the start they're looking for, but after game 82, the Carolina Hurricanes are going to be just fine, yeah. I'm sure. So, uh, so there's that, and then uh, the Panthers and the Blackhawks again a week from Sunday 
an afternoon game at Amarant Bank Arena. So FloridaPanthers.com, SeatGeek.com, your place to go for all the ticket information, all the scheduling information, everything like that. We hope to see you out at Amarant Bank Arena often throughout this 23-24 season. That's going to do it for us on this edition of Territory Talk. Again, big thanks, Sergey Bobrovsky, for taking some time out uh, for a conversation a couple of days back for this week's episode. Great to hear from him. And a big thanks to all of you for tuning in wherever and however you tuned into Territory Talk. Wherever you find your podcast, you can find new episodes of Territory Talk, so be sure to subscribe. And uh, we look forward to having you on board every episode in the future. That's it for this edition. For Jamison Olive, I'm Doug Plagans. Thanks again for being with us. This has been Territory Talk. Territory Talk.